and welcome to episode 53 of the D&D Music Factory podcast. I am David. And I'm Dan. And yeah, Dan, it's good to be back. It's very good to be back. This is, uh, we apologize for for the delay and for the inconsistency. This has been a, an interesting month for both of us. I got COVID and Dan, you got COVID. We thought we would have an opportunity to maybe do some, you know, record some doubles and give ourselves an opportunity to get sick and not have to make the podcast suffer for it. But uh, that just that just didn't work out. And I went on vacation, too. So um, and I couldn't re-expose you and your family. Right. Right. Before I went to my freshly had COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was it was uh, just a, a tricky situation for us. So we apologize. Uh you know, not something that we can control, obviously. COVID's out of everyone's control, but we're back. We're both feeling good. We're we're ready to keep this going, and hopefully we are able to not have any more interruptions. But, uh, you know, just wanted to apologize to everybody for, uh, for the inconsistency. Just, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but we are back. It's episode 53. It's a new year for us. Dan, tell everybody what, uh, what, what we decided to break down today. So, the big thing this week that we decided to do is in honor of current Pride Month, we decided to compile a list of our favorite LGBTQ artists. Um, These are the bands that are made up of more than just straight cis men (laughs) and women. This is, you know, this is for people who may feel uh, bands made up of people who have previously been marginalized and outcast from music scenes. And artist groups who have not been put on tours because of who they are, who have not been able to play the music they want, have not been able to be part of the scene they want to. Um, and I mean, some of that's still going on, absolutely. But yeah, we want to shine a light on these artists. We think they're amazing. Um, some of them are some of my all-time favorite artists. Yeah, same. Um, and yeah, there's really, uh, I don't know what else to really say. Yeah, uh, it's, it, it's, it was your, you came up with the idea and I, and I was immediately like, this is perfect because it, it's some, it's a topic that I, I think needs to be addressed. Um, as a straight white man myself, I cannot relate to a lot of this and I'm not going to pretend to relate to a lot of this. I'm not going to tell you what these people I think went through. I'll let you do that research for yourself because that's not my story to tell. What we're here to do is shine a light on these artists that we think are incredible and kind of uh, sh- are ha- had the ability to stand out even in times when maybe they they were uh, like you said like marginalized or discriminated against or whatever happened to them. These people fought through it, d- still created great music. And are some of our favorite artists, and so we just we 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 want to talk about this. We want to we want people to be able to identify with this, and and you know, music for a lot of people, whether it's it's a sexuality, it's a gender thing. There's a lot of uh, in music of of you know struggles and hurt and pain and things that people are going through that music can help people get through. So maybe this is something that somebody who's listening is struggling with maybe it's not it doesn't matter we want to shine a light on it talk about it and expose these artists to more people yeah and i think uh the most important thing that a lot of people that i think everybody i can't, obviously can't speak to the experience uh, but mm-hmm. the thing everybody just kind of wants to be is to feel seen and like you're not alone yeah and i think these artists are amazing at creating songs that can connect with everybody that even as a as a cis white man, you can feel the the pain or even the the joy, the hope in some of these songs. Yeah. And or the yearning for a community, a connection. Yeah. Something. Or even sometimes, you know, for violence and to be heard. Mm-hmm. And I think that is always gonna be awesome. Like yeah. there's nothing more punk rock than standing up on on a fucking box and saying, like, fucking listen to me. Yeah. Like, it Absolutely. doesn't matter. Like, oh, well, we don't want to hear you. That doesn't matter. Right. Because you're fucking gonna. Yeah. And, I have and, a microphone in 10 minutes. You're hearing what I say. Yeah. And I think if, if anybody who likes uh, <laughs> really any music, um, there's there's been people that have struggled to get to the point where, where they are. I mean, there's so much history with black artists that were discriminated against that 
created rock and roll essentially like most music doesn't come from just like regular people doing regular things it comes from struggle and people trying to create an outlet for themselves so this is a great topic and and something that's newer to a lot of people uh but it needs to it needs to be talked about these people need to be uh highlighted and shown and talked about and you know hopefully you all like these songs and even if you don't hopefully it just gets you to kind of explore some some artists that are different and going through different things or it's hard for me to say this is really it's hard for me to say because i don't want to speak out of turn and i don't want to pretend that i'm suffering through something so i'm gonna kind of take a little bit of a backseat i guess to a lot of this i'm not going to tell you what these people are whether they're lgbtq whatever it is do your own research you know look these people up if you're interested it's not my story to tell i it's 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 really I, I'm, I'm having a hard time finding the words for this dan i don't really know what to say it's it's all I want you all to do is listen to the music and like it as much as we like it. It's really what I'm trying to say. Nice. Yeah. So, all right, Dan, with uh, that kind of uh, word vomit out of the way, did you have any B-sides for us this week? Yeah, man. There is a fucking ton. Yeah, um, <laughs> A bunch of songs that I wanted to put on here that I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, so the first one I cut just because I didn't want to have a bunch of old songs is uh, Your Song by Elton John. Yeah. I mean – the greatest songwriter duo outside of McCartney Lennon um, of Elton John and Bernie. Um, yeah. I mean, Bernie top, right? Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that song's incredible, man. Like yeah. uh, it's, it's just beautiful. Elton John's incredible. Yeah. I mean the, the fucking, I almost called him the piano man, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm definitely, I'm a hundred percent Elton John over Billy Joel. And I know some people disagree, but I prefer Elton. I'm with you. Um, so from there, uh, also uh, Julian Baker with the song Rejoice off mm-hmm. of Sprained Ankle. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for some solid sad girl ballads, Julian Baker has got you fucking covered, man. Yeah, she does. I mean, this song talks is about her issues with addiction and the feeling of, you know, losing people and wondering, you know, the idea of why not me. Yeah. Um, it's pretty intense. Yeah. Um, also, uh, what's it called? Slater Kinney. I want to be your Joey mm-hmm. Ramone. Yeah. Um, Slater Kinney is incredible. If I don't want to have to explain them to you. I believe I've picked a song before on here. Um, they're perfect. Uh, trio mm-hmm. of women from, I believe Seattle, Portland, somewhere around there. Pacific Northwest. They're a sub pop band. Yeah. You know where they're from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all from around there. Yeah. Um, what else just missed for me? Also, um, oh, dude, there's a sick punk band called Limp Wrist. Oh, yeah. Um, they mm-hmm. are super intense. Um, what else just missed for me? Uh, oh, Shamir on the regular. Oh, I love Shamir. I've seen uh, him live, too. Yeah, you told me about that. You yeah. see him. Yeah, yeah. Um, At, uh, fuck, what was the name? It was a gay bar in Philly. My wife, Laura, and I went. Um, well, uh, whatever one I went to, you walk downstairs first, and there was like this industrial duo that was performing around the bar went up to the bar was like hey um what do you guys have they're like oh uh any bacardi drinks free all night i was like what like yeah but any if you order bacardi they sponsor the event uh it's free so i'm just crushing yeah, dude, like immediately just like crushing I'm sorry that sounds like a challenge <laughs> yeah 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 just absolute like just you know just double fisting the whole time that's you know interesting choice hey, of words when does half of Rammstein yeah. wrap up so I can watch the guy I'm here <laughs> yeah, to see basically uh, they, they were probably good don't know I was just literally crushing Roman Cokes but uh, then Shamir played upstairs same deal free Bacardi drinks great show great time everybody there was dancing I'm, I am I mean that's my experience at a gay bar everyone dancing having fun sounds like I mean it seems like it's a great time yeah sounds great yeah I mean like very few places where everybody's getting into it yeah, there's definitely always people standing around. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there yeah, were people standing around there. I wasn't at the bar. <laughs> but I love... I saw you there. I love a dance. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what uh, what are some of the songs that just missed for you? So, I actually... There's a couple artists that we've already talked about. Uh, one of which, Melissa Etheridge. I'm surprised you didn't mention. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to pick her again. Yeah, but for B-sides. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, Hercules and the Love Affair. It's like a, a dance... 
uh, artist that's uh, uh, mainly uh, this one guy who who is um, who's gay and includes di- like every song basically has other artists with him. Um, but it's the the song Hercules theme is really really good. Uh, Grizzly Bear, uh, the knife, uh, Deer Hunter. Um, from what I what I've learned, uh, the internet, which I've talked about in another episode, uh, car seat headrest. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't know that either. Yeah, Did you cool. also know that uh, Billy Joe Armstrong was gay or uh, bisexual? I didn't know that. All right. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. None. None of it matters. I just didn't. Didn't know. I Dude, honestly, nowadays it's crazy, man. If you ask anyone under twenty five, they're all bi. Yeah. Like it's. I mean, maybe we all always were. Yeah, but like it's definitely the stigma of identifying that way is gone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Christine and the Queens. Um, let's see here. Uh, Tegan and Sarah. Um, yeah, I thought they were before I learned that they were sisters. I thought that they were together. <laughs> They're so similar looking. I know, but it's. <laughs> I also thought that the Property Brothers were together. Wow. Yeah, I don't They're really twins. I know, but sometimes I don't. So look Tegan and Sarah aren't they twins too? They might be. Sometimes I like <laughs> Dan. Sometimes I do this thing. Are and, you like face blind? Do you have face blindness? No, 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 no. I just have like dumb brainness, okay. and I look at things like very briefly, and then immediately come to a conclusion. And I don't actually look at anything. I thought those Olsons were just really good friends. Yeah, I, I just sometimes that's a, you know hand up. Sometimes I do this. I, I I just I don't really always do my research or actually look at stuff. Yeah, that's and see really what funny. it is because I'm an idiot. Um, Judas Priest, Rob uh, Halford. Fuck, I can't believe I missed Judas. Yeah, Priest. how did you not come? Yeah, that's yeah. nuts. Yeah. I'm so mad that I forgot. I, I can't believe you did. My brain completely wiped. I didn't even think of Judas Priest. I know. Um, uh, B-52s, uh, Cigarose, who we talked about a bunch, um, but, you know, it's not always super fun to listen and talk about Cigarose songs because they can be kind of slow. Um, Placebo, uh, one of my all-time favorite bands. Arca, who I actually talked about in the previous episode. Yep. Uh, without knowing this is where we were going to end up. And then, uh, the last one I talked about is kind of a, a combo, uh, Muna and Phoebe Bridgers, the song Silk Chiffon, which if you listen to our uh, 2021 uh, end of the year wrap up episode, that was one of my top songs of last year. Uh, both Phoebe Bridgers and Muna are are included in that. So, yeah. You know who I forgot to put on here that I yeah. also really love? Fucking Big Frida. Oh. Dude, like, uh, what's it called? Karaoke with her and Lizzo? Oh, yeah. Mm. There's, you know what, man? I fucking love Big Frida, dude. Like, that's like straight get turnt music oh yeah like, it's fucking nuts, oh yeah dude. that detroit like yep. wild shit dude it's oh so that's good. good stuff right there all right cool so um obviously we are not uh including everybody because you know who knows there's artists we don't you know maybe they're not public about it maybe we don't know how could we include everyone how could we possibly do it's literally impossible yeah i mean we we can't pick everybody we can't if pick you know, everybody if you know somebody cool send us a message yeah man. please 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 put like, the post we, let us know about them yeah we this is about sharing. This is about us talking to you about artists that we want you to learn about and hear about maybe for the first time or just remember and think about fondly. So do the same to us. Share with us. But with before we get too far into that, Dan, why don't we start with our list and why don't you kick us off with your number five pick? Okay. Starting us, starting us off with a fast one. This is Gloss. Uh, gloss parentheses were from the future. Um, this is from their 2015 demo. The band is called Gloss. It is a acronym. Um, I believe is the right word. Uh, so, Gloss stands for Girls Living Outside of Society. Shit. Okay. Um, this band That's an acronym, man, yeah. rips. Um, they are so good, man. Uh, it is so. It is like one and a half minutes of pure aggression and intensity. Um, this band is punk as fuck. Yeah. There is no band that is punker than Gloss. They are super intense. Um, they had awesome like merch that was like every day is trans day of revenge. Um, it's awesome man. Uh, they were so fucking sick. So they were a super intense uh, trans feminist punk band from Olympia, Washington. They started out being from Boston, and the singer and guitar player moved to Olympia because they were like. Fuck Boston, I need to like work on my sobriety and like 
being a normal person. Like, I don't want to, like, keep living in the cycles I was before, hanging out with the same people, doing the same shit. So they relocated and then immediately met a bunch of like-minded people and started Gloss. Uh, this band is so punk that in 2016, they were offered a record deal by Epitaph and fucking turned it down. Oh, shit. They were offered 50 grand as a signing bonus, but when they found out that the band... And they were like, oh, man, we can use like a good percentage of that money to give back to like a bunch of the stuff that we care about. But then they found out that Epitaph had actually been purchased by Warner Brothers. Yeah. And they were like, we don't want to be a part of that. So they literally turned down the deal and within six months of that had broken the band up. And we're just like, we don't. The band started getting more and more popular. They essentially would have had to go on to record like an LP, do a big album. And they were like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. This isn't what we want. What, what they set out to do. Like, it's not what we want from our music. It's not what we want our music to do. They were more about creating a community, living within that community, protecting and bettering it rather than becoming big-time rock stars. And, yeah. like, and as your popularity grows, there's really no way around that. So, I mean, even up until now, all their glass, all their records and everything um, remain in print. And they donate all money they make from their band camp um, to a homeless shelter in Olympia, Washington. Wow. So, like, that's all the money from their band camp goes to that. They are what every punk band pretends to be, yeah. where it's not about money, it's not about fame. We don't want to be rich and successful. We just want to make our music, have our message heard, and get yeah. back to our community. This almost feels like the Chappelle Show episode when Keeping It Real goes wrong, like when being punk yeah, goes it's too just, far. Some some people, it's like they are. They're true to their word. They're walking the walk, man. Yeah, they like really are. Like, I don't believe in any of that capitalist bullshit, so we're yeah. doing none of it. And you're like, that's awesome. I wish it would have yielded more music from you before yeah. it happened. But it's a sh- you know what it is. It's um, super fucking cool that that's how you went out. Yeah, it's a shame that they could not have existed at the same time as that label in Philly right now. Um, oh, they, they existed at the same time. Oh, did they? Yeah, they just didn't sign to them. Yeah, that would have been cool because... Yeah, you're talking seemed, about Get This Right? Get This Right. Yeah, it seems like that would have been the perfect avenue for them. Yeah. Um, especially with the... Who was the other artist that you talked about in the previous episode? Um, the Hearst Collective. The Hearst Collective. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That, yeah, very similar story. It's a, I, I, wish, I wish that could have been like a... You know, something that, was, that worked out for all of them because... The song's long over. I may play it twice because it's. Oh, sorry. We called it "Get This Right Records." That's that's definitely not the right one. Yeah, it's "Get Better Records." Get Better Records. Yeah. 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 Here's same kind of deal, or that label is the same deal where. Yeah. They are a non-profit record label. Right. Yeah. All the money they make, they put back into the bands. They do not take a single dollar. Yeah. From running the label. Yeah, which is which is you know that's you know that's your (coughs) business. You do do with it what you wish. Um, Seems like they should have they should have worked together. Yeah, that's it, a, seems, that's, it that's seems like opinion. it would have been a perfect match. Yeah, it really. But I does. think it was just Gloss was almost so short lived. Yeah, that like there wasn't time for any of that. No, that's a bummer. It was like that was a, cool. That was intense. Yeah, man, it's like a, they were like a you know like a hand grenade. Yeah, it was like, yeah, man, that was real sick. But like you know now it's over. Yeah, just right. Boom. Yeah, and like blew everything up. All of a sudden, like a bunch of bands started getting more attention that hadn't before bunch of really cool queer core bands that were around mm-hmm. started getting record deals and picked up and signed and noticed and articles about them. Mm-hmm. So it was fucking awesome to see well, yeah, and that's, that's what that sort of propulsion can do to us. Yeah. And that's the really most important cool. thing about all this. It's, it's us talking about it now, how many years later that, you know, this band d- was able to accomplish this to open more doors for other people like them. Um, that's what music's all about. So I'm glad you shared that one. Yeah, man. All right, so Dave, what do you got up for us for number five? All right, up at number five for me is Decepticon. I believe is how it's pronounced. I'm always that's how yeah, I've that's always right. said it. That's Decepticon by La Tigra, which I'm also, which I'm also not sure if I'm pronouncing correctly. Um, this is put more on. Yeah, I think, but it didn't have any like accents over sure. any of the letters. That's La that's Tigre. my cue. Yeah, that's my cue. <laughs> Um, so this is this is side one track one from their debut album that came out in 1999. Um, 
The Tigre is essentially it's a three piece, um, and it was started by Kathleen Hanna, who was originally, uh, you know, punk royalty, being part of Bikini Kill. Um, so, you know, she she carries some weight with her where she goes. Starts this new band, and this is this is how they kick things off. It's um, not quite as intense as as your your song, but um, no, but still a uh, but still, still a punk punch song. to it. Yeah, for sure. Still got some punch to it. Um, it is just it, it's it's kind of like just the right amount of everything. It's just the right amount of like sass and weirdness. Everything just just seems to hit on the right notes. Um, and La Tigre as a band is um, very. The, a lot of the lyrics are about feminism, are about homosexuality, about different things people are going through. Um, so this band very much, like you just described, walks the walk, not quite as punk, donating everything. Um, I know. Uh, I no, believe, one, no one can be that punk. No, it's and like, it's, it's sometimes you're too punk for your own good. Uh, I know uh, JD Sampson, who's now a member of the band, has even been on Vice. Um, and is like a, you know, was a big part of that uh, network when it came on TV. It's just, it's a very outspoken, um, inclusive band that wants and has always wanted more openness in every community. Another band from the Seattle area, um, where it seems like a lot of this stuff kind of, kind of started, where where more open-mindedness um, kind of took its roots, which is great. Uh, this is definitely the oldest song on my list, um, which is kind of crazy. I guess mostly just because times are changing. People are becoming more open to this. Like, there's there's more around yeah. to see here. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's that too, yeah. You know, 25 years ago, there weren't a lot of record contracts getting handed out. There weren't, in general, a lot getting handed out, and for somebody that might be androgynous and controversial and whatever else, yeah, right. these executives. Like, do you think the labels wanted to sign David Bowie when they first saw him? No, they probably you know didn't. I mean? They wanted to sign In Sync and Backstreet Boys. They wanted a clean-cut white guy to to market, to be able to market to the masses, and yep. so they weren't taking a chance on artists like this, and so. <coughs> You know, not the earliest artist that you'll hear on our list in general, but I still think somebody, especially with Kathleen being part of Bikini Kill, that's, you know, an early punk band, uh, very influential for a lot of other artists. They've continued to make music, a little bit of a different lineup now. They've all also done additional product uh, products, projects on top of this, but um, a great song. Just that's there's a remix of that song that just missed the remix episodes for me as well. Somebody from DFA. I don't know who because they never say who yeah. when they do remixes. They're a it collective. Could be, it could be anybody. Um, but somebody did a remix of that song that's also incredible. So check that out too if you like that. Um, yeah, just a great band. Really fun to listen to. Dan, why don't you hit us with your number four pick? Okay, number four to me. Number four for me, sorry. Also comes to us from the same exact year, from 2015. I said 1999. I'm in of my first pick. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, boys. Um, well, we're all confused now. <laughs> off, the record, off of the record. Wait, him, him JD or me, JD? Yeah. Um, That's so, so fucking confused. This is off the record, Imaginary Life by The Warriors. And the song is called They, Them, Theirs. Um, this is, I mean, Warriors, they're a punk band. Kind of that, like, you know, flannel PBR sort of songwriter punk that was very popular <laughs> right around that era. 2000 to like 2018 or yeah I should say 2010 to like 2018 yeah um but this band fucking rips dude um I got turned on to them by a co-worker um at the record store Sam turned me on to this um but this song is I mean I don't want to get too into the weeds of what they're um or too into the weeds of what their singer Lauren Denicio um, was writing about, but essentially the song is just about her um, outwardly announcing herself as non-binary. About I don't really feel super masculine or super feminine, or sometimes I feel more masculine than other times, and sometimes I feel more feminine. And I like to play with dressing different ways and identifying as neither. Like those two boxes can't hold, which I think is 
super fucking cool of like and it talks about also you know some of the lyrics are speak about you know being too exhausted to correct people sometimes when they misgender them and how that's part of it and just you know i just wish everybody was cool and stopped doing it like you know man just just let me be me and that's what i'm looking for and that's what this song is about i always really dug this band it says that they're from brooklyn but i always remember this band for a solid like two years in like 2015 they were opening like every punk show that happened in philly like anytime someone was playing like union transfer or was playing you know underground arts or something it was always like oh you're gonna see you know the you know the menzingers are bouncing souls and opening act the warriors it was always like the local opener and so i got to see them probably like two or three times one summer and it was really they're fucking great man they're a really tight band and I think they even played with the Warriors on one tour. Yeah, the Warriors. They are the Warriors. (laughs) Um, Also, if you aren't sure, it's spelled warrior as in a person who worries. Yeah. Not as in a person who is a fighter. Um, So I always thought that was pretty funny uh, to name your band the Warriors. Um, On later records, they've even had, you know, so this album was produced by Laura Jane Grace of Against Me, who may or may not come up later. But um, she's had... So, Large and Grace, she had the band in the original instance with this lineup. But later in the band, they, uh, Lauren Denisio also added people like Mikey Erg from the Ergs on drums on later albums. Uh, it's They have kind of a rotating lineup outside of Lauren. So, this iteration, I think, was the best. This record is 100% their, my favorite one from them. The other records are good, but they never quite crested this one. Uh, they also have a record called Survival Pop that's really cool. But this is this is the album. And if you want to check out more of them, you really should. They're really fantastic. If you're into bands like the Menzingers, Flatliners, Bouncing Souls, um, Dave Hawes, this band's right up your alley. Super enjoyable, cool little punk troubadour tracks. You should get into them. They're real tight. And they're basically from Philly. Now they're out of Los Angeles, but that's what everybody <laughs> who gets famous does. Like, why wouldn't you want to live where it's sunny and 75 all the time? So, with that, Dave, what is your number four pick? All right. Up at number four for me is Drone Bomb Me by Anthony. And I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, A-N-O-H-N-I. I always just said Anthony. Um, this is uh, from her debut album as a solo artist titled Hopelessness, which was released in 2016. Um, Anthony was originally um, was originally part of a band called Anthony and the Johnsons and in 2016 uh, transitioned into a solo career um, and also became a, an uh, open trans person and I think those kind of from, from what I've read uh, coincided and um, started making different music that was more electronic, synth-based, and I think ever since that uh, has become an artist that I've been very interested in. So she was... um, Electronic and synth-based, that's your boy. It literally is my my thing. That's your jam. It literally is. Um, So I, I admittedly did not know Anthony and the Johnsons, so I can't say what their music sounded like a ton I, really I hate that only, name I, I do too um, so I first heard of her because she was nominated for an Academy Award uh, for a song called Manta Ray for a movie Racing Extinction uh, in 2016 but refused to attend the ceremony uh, because they were basically discriminating against her at the time basically saying like that they they weren't going to nominate her for they didn't give a reason, but she she surmised that it was because of the you know her openness towards you yeah. know the transition. Or being an openly trans. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that that caught my attention, and I was like, wow, that's bullshit. Um, she was still nominated, which was great. Um, but I started listening to her music, and I was like, oh, holy shit, this is really good, really interesting. Um, this song is about. Uh, 
a girl from Afghanistan who is falling in love with somebody, but her life is being ruined by her village being destroyed by bombs from drones. Which is, oh, shit. you know, everything about this is not relatable to me um, because you know I'm not going through what Anthony's going through. I can't relate to what the, the girl she's writing about is going through. But I somehow was still drawn to it, still felt very emotional and powerful when I was listening to it. And I think that that's the, the, the mark of a true artist that's able to relate something to people that have no idea what that person's going through and still feel something. That's the best way to kind of get people into what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and, and, and send a message and get more people hearing your message. And I think she did a great job of that. The music video has Naomi Campbell, actually, as the lead actress in it, which is pretty impressive for somebody doing their first solo album, um, having, like, one of the most famous supermodels of all time <laughs> be the main girl as your as your yeah. lead actress is, like, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I love this song. The, like, Berlin from the Top Gun soundtrack synth sounds just get me every time um it's a beautiful song she's a great great songwriter and uh i hope i hope other people enjoy it just as much as i did absolutely right, i'm digging this i've never heard this before this yeah it's definitely not somebody like it, i've seen this album cover yeah because it was like on some of those like year-end lists or like yes. these are albums you should check out yeah and it was but i had not heard this. it was highly regarded but i but i think there's a lot of people who were like you who were just like they 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 saw it, but you know, year-end lists. There's millions of year-end lists. There's millions of artists on each one. It's hard to listen to everybody. So, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, other people are hearing this for the first time and liking it too. Cool. So, Dan, why don't you take us to your number three pick? All right, number three for me is definitely the oldest song on our list here. Um, number three for me comes to us. From the year 1976, this is off of A Day at the Races by Queen. And this is I Will Fight People If They Say No. This is the best Queen song. This is yeah. Somebody to Love. Okay. I think this, I, I don't even think, this is the greatest Queen it's song. It's fucking amazing. It's got it's everything that amazing. Queen does well in it. Yeah, it does. It's got it really the does. operatic vocals. But it's not Bohemian Rhapsody where you've heard it a billion times and it's like right. beaten to your ear. It's got sick Brian May guitar solos. It's fantastic, man. The piano's great. The only thing that's bad about it is like the remix they did in 2018 is horrendous. Oh, no, I haven't heard that. Yeah, it's really bad. It's the oh, one that's no. on Spotify. You'll find it. It's real not great. Yeah, um, it just good. sounds very thin, not enjoyable. Sucks. Anyway, this... I mean, this song, I mean, it opens with the with the acapella vocal, and then the whole end of the song of just, everything drops out, just, find me somebody oh, to love. So good. Like, it is, this song is built for a stadium. Like, the call and response that the whole bridge just allows for. You yep. could make this song 45 minutes long if you wanted to, and Freddie fucking did it. Because he's the greatest of all time, dude. If you didn't know, Freddie Mercury was openly gay, named the fucking band Queen, and had all of those hater, homophobe motherfuckers going, you know, Queen fucking rocks, bro. Because he was undeniable. Oh, yeah. The greatest, and like, never at any point was like, oh, no, not me. It was like, yeah, you're fucking right, I am. Yeah. He was amazing. Freddie was the greatest frontman of all time. He is, and there's no way we're talking about the rest of these artists without Freddie Mercury. There's no way, no. to be fair, there's no way we're probably talking about modern music without Queen. Yeah. Um, it was so different, so great. He was perfect. He was perfect. His voice, the songwriting, what you described as the operatic vocals. Dude, I, what's not to love? This yeah. band was perfect. How could you hate them? I mean, Brian May is literally a genius. Yes. Has like three doctorates. Yeah. One of them in camera technology. I didn't know you could get a doctorate in that. Just absolutely insane, man. He developed his own special camera. Of course he did. That is used by like science fields and things. Like he's yeah, just probably the, like study atoms. Wired yeah. his own pickups that are often considered to be 
superior wiring system that's yeah. attempted to be copied but never duplicated. He also, uh, I don't know if this is common knowledge, but I think his dad had like uh, lung cancer or something from smoking. So if people smoked in the audience, he would stop playing. Yeah. Which got super pissed about Absolute it. lunatic behavior. I'm 100% here for it. The Do your thing, thing, Brian. The other thing is super cool about this record. Oh, here, it just got to that. Yeah, it's right there. Me. Me. But the coolest thing about this record to me is that, so not only is it paired with A Day at the Races, or this is A Day at the Races, sorry. Not only is it paired with A Night at the Opera that are both Marx Brothers references. Yeah. Um, that this was released the year after, or in 76, where the other was released in 74. However, the coolest part about this is that this was the first record um, that the band did without a producer. They produced this record entirely themselves. Absolute insanity. Because they signed a four-album deal with their original producer, whose name is Thomas Baker. Roy Thomas Baker, sorry. Um, they signed a four-album contract that ended at Night at the Opera. So they decided they were going to lock themselves in this manor in Oxenfordshire. Yeah, definitely one word um, than ending in Shire, English town. Got and it. they <laughs> recorded the album entirely themselves with the sound Nothing engineer Shire. and produced the insane. entire thing. Dude, that is such insanity because the, <laughs> there's so much a producer does. And to put together something this complex without fighting and getting it accomplished and sounding like this and a band of four, I, I don't even know what and say. a band of four songwriters yeah so like not and, how do you not step on each other's toes and I don't know if you've heard but there was also an egomaniac in this band oh really tell us so, <laughs> so like I can't even imagine like you almost just need a producer to be a fucking referee a lot of times yes um, yeah that's but yeah. they I mean this is incredible this song is perfect it's my favorite queen song and the reason it's my favorite is because it's the best one Uh, (laughs) and i'll i'll fight anyone who says otherwise i love it um it's nuts man and so it's it's also clearly like the best track from this record yeah it's head and shoulders above everything else and probably one of the greatest songs of that era. I, I mean, would say like, so, yeah. It's, it's perfect, man. It's my favorite Queen song. Everyone should get into it. Listen to Queen. They're, none of these bands would exist if Queen no. didn't exist first. No, no, no. He paved the way so, for a lot. He, you know, I guess I kind of pulled kind of a dick move here of like basically picking the Beatles. Like, oh, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know what, though? Like, it's... We're, we're talking about it. We're, we're saying, hey, like, this is the guy that... Or person or whatever that got this whole train on the tracks and moving. And, and that's also important to do. His contributions to, you know, realizing and normalizing HIV yeah. to people was also mm-hmm. huge. I mean, R.I.P. Freddie, man. Absolutely, um, man. The, the fact greatest, that, greatest male vocalist will ever The fact that they were told that, like, they told him, like, Freddie, you need to slow down or, like, this is going to go bad. And he was like, this is my life, man. Yeah. Like, this is what I want to do. This is how I live my yeah. life. And I wish he was still with us. It would have been really cool. Yeah. To see old Freddie Mercury. But yeah. oh, you know, man, the, the brightest picked... candles burn out early. Like, I can I cannot imagine the fucking fashion icon that old Freddie Mercury would be. Dude, like, or even still like, going. I would be like Or just like oh, can you able, imagine I'd like so old Freddie Mercury doing country records with old Robert Plant? It would be <laughs> amazing. Like Oh, it'd be amazing. It'd You're be right. Why does they all go to like country and like folky stuff at the end I of the think career? I think they'd still be playing, man. I mean, yeah, maybe. maybe I don't think, or maybe you know, he would have done the the same kind of deal that uh, that uh, what's his name did, uh, Steve Perry, where he's like, from Journey, where he's like, look, man, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I spent my whole life smoking cigarettes and drinking. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't have I can't the range sing that high anymore. Yeah, like I don't have the range anymore, and like I don't want to cheat people and have them come see washed up me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, which I think is probably the most noble thing Steve Perry ever did was like, if you guys want to continue and find a singer that can do it. Awesome. But like, is there a long list of noble acts by Steve Perry? What was there a long list of noble acts by Steve Perry that I wasn't aware of? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. That's, <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. He did once save a child from drowning. That's um, true. I did hear that story. <laughs> so with that, Dave, to get us back on track, what is your number three pick? All right, up at number three for me is Pedestrian at Best by Courtney Barnett. 
I was I was wrestling with a bunch of songs from hers. Uh, I think Avant Gardner is probably her most popular song at this point. Yeah. Um, but this one just always I don't know something about the attitude of this song is always kind of struck a chord with me that I, I couldn't shake. So I so I included it. So this is um, uh, another one for third in a row from their debut album. This is Courtney's. Uh, debut album called Sometimes I Sit and Think and Sometimes I Just Sit which came out in 2015 one of my favorite album titles it's great it's great great. Um, the lyrics in this song are very goofy it's got just this very interesting air of like like rock to it it's there's just something about this that's always drawn drawn me to it Um, she is a fantastic songwriter in addition to the stuff she does on her own she did some collaborations with Vile that are incredible. I think she is secretly one of the most incredible women in music right now, and I don't think she gets anywhere near as much the attention that she deserves. Um, very, like, uh, very, uh, how do I want to say it? Like, uh, like self-aware uh, lyrics where she's kind of like poking fun at herself a lot of the times. Yeah. Um, saying, you know, I'm something, I'm homely, I'm a Scorpio, and then just like going into the, the chorus. She does that in a lot of the songs. Talks about how in Avant Gardner, where she's, you know, she's, I've never been good at smoking bongs because she can't take a, a hit of the inhaler properly. Um, she's just, just goofy lyrics that are very. Almost like stream of consciousness. It very, it seems that way, yeah. but they're all like weirdly relatable for whoever you are and whatever you're going through it's just like you know some people are just awkward and going through stuff and not like perfect at everything they do and i think that she's kind of turned that into this like angsty somewhat punk somewhat indie uh, sort of songwriting that's that's incredible um she's putting out music very consistently it's it's all good you need to listen to everything that she's doing um this song is just so ridiculous like all of her lyrics I feel like are just just self-deprecating almost in a way it's yeah I feel like there's, like there's an interesting wit to these Aussies yeah there is isn't like there they have like that little bit of like biting like yeah I'm a piece of shit what do you do what do you right, want right yeah yeah I fought <laughs> snakes mate what are you gonna do yeah I think I did the half British half Australian man yeah, that you're was welcome. A, that That's was two a, for one. That was a weird one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, reminds me like what's their name or like that too with their with their lyrics, uh, like Amo and the Snippers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're biting, but they're also a little like you know, eh, like you yeah, know, yeah, kind yeah. of a piece of shit. But like this is what it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like kind of everybody is. We yeah. all do piece of shit stuff every once in a while. Um, I also think this is definitely like her most rocking song. Um, there's this not. Is, this many is definitely others. her most rocking album too. Yeah, like, this is for very sure. garage rock fuzzed out. Yeah, kind of. This is my favorite one. Um, oh, same. Yeah. yeah, 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 same. I think Avant Gardner is maybe my favorite song of hers. I hate to say because like this is not gonna be the last time. It's like the most popular one on Spotify is also my favorite. Sometimes the pizza is good. You know, sometimes pizza is good. You're gonna like the thing that's most popular because it is the best thing. Um, but I do think this is the best album because it is. There's more attitude to it, to it than there is in the folky stuff. Yeah, a little less polished. Um, yeah, and I think that that's especially for an artist that's different and trying to make a name for themselves. That's typically a good avenue for it is to get com- a little punkier. Yeah, I like a little say. sneer. Yeah, you want a smile. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you don't you don't want people just accepting everything. You want a little you want a little fight. You want a little yeah. somebody snapping back don't a little just bit sing at it, you. Shout it a little. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Courtney, Courtney is fantastic Listen to the rest of her music I promise you it won't disappoint If you aren't already familiar with her Which you should be uh, Dan, alright It's time for you for your number two pick Alright, number two for me This should come as no surprise to anyone Who's ever met me That yep. there's no fucking way we were making this list And I wasn't picking Orville Peck Yep There's no way he wasn't going to make it Dave knew immediately Yeah, because I was going to pick him if you didn't And I was like, this is I mean, so I just found out today, I didn't know this earlier, that he's Canadian. Yeah, yeah, he's Canadian. Had no idea. Um, Canadian Canadian gay cowboy um, is the... If you told me when I was 15 that that would be one of my favorite current artists, yeah, I would have been like, what the fuck are you talking well, about? Well, it's, it's a good point you brought that up because I think 
you and I, um, you know, I think we've grown too. I think a lot of people have grown in the 20 years since we were 15, <laughs> which is current because I'm me being 35. Um, yeah, like that's. I think that's True. that's an important part but of it. But even like if you were like your favorite record is going to be yeah. an out country record yeah. by a man in a bondage mask. Country would be the most surprising part. And of that he's going to us. and like yeah. and it's but it's so great. So incredible. His voice is like butter. It's yeah. somewhere between Chris Isaac and Ian Curtis. It's gorgeous. Uh, the deadpan delivery yeah. is perfect. And these songs of Loss and Love are yeah. gorgeous, man. This is his debut album, Pony, mm-hmm. which came out in 2018. This song is called Dead of Night. Um, while I love other songs by him and move to others, this is the first song I've heard. Same. And it's still my favorite. Yes, yeah, same. It is. It's, it's perfect. so perfect. It's perfect. Um, and not only is this record, it's, it's country, yes, and there's ties, throwbacks to like, you know, uh, Loretta Lynn and like Glenn Campbell and stuff like that, but I feel like there's also in like Roy Orbison and yeah, Elvis. I get the Roy Orbison um, vibe and Elvis as well, but I feel like there's also like a weird post-punk element to some of these songs that I find really interesting. Like this song has no instrumentation. There's a single, clearly a very delayed Telecaster in the back and drums with a shit ton of but tremolo like, and reverb it's yeah. almost entirely acapella like the vocal yeah. is just all you hear and it's all you want like yeah it's all you need it's just in your face forward and it's so deep and rich and incredible and if you don't like Orville Peck we got two words for you. and <laughs> like I just I don't fuck with people that don't like him yeah same um, I don't understand if someone was like yeah don't really mess with this because let me tell you, people, you're not going to find someone that dislikes country music more than this guy right here. Yeah. I do not like it. It is not my boy. Yeah. I don't love it at all. There's like five artists I've ever heard that I will tolerate that make country music. Mm-hmm. And three of them are Johnny Cash. <laughs> so like, yeah, and I don't even love all of Johnny Cash's music. Because once you get into that like old timey gospel stuff that he does, like, ugh. Yeah. Couldn't be less interesting. Yeah, I agree. But... Orville Peck, I'm interested in every song this man puts out. Every iteration. He's done solo EPs. He did a thing called the Unrighteous Brothers, where they did two Righteous Brothers covers. That's perfect. I couldn't love him more, and I think everyone should love him as much as I do. He was even on an episode of BA Test Kitchen with Brad. Uh, before that all blew up and you found <laughs> out everyone running that's a piece of shit. And that he was like and secretly giving paying, people botulism. And they weren't paying any of the people that weren't white. Um, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, yeah, yeah if you don't look, look into that, it's pretty intense. Yeah. Actually, um, no, look th- look into all these artists first. Yeah. Then if Look you into time. Orville Peck, but yeah. don't watch those BA Test Kitchen videos anymore. Yeah. I know they're trying to write the ship with stuff, but like, come on. Yeah, yeah. So with that, Dave, what do you got for number two for us? All right. Up. Oh. At number two for me is Slip Away by Perfume Genius. Another yes. one that is, again, like, I hate that this is, you know, the, the artist's top song on their Spotify playlist or on their Spotify account. But um, I think part of what we are trying to accomplish here is to get you into these artists. And I think by including the songs that we think are the best and not the ones that we think are the coolest, it gives them the best chance of... Hitting home with the, with with our yeah, listeners, like, which definitely is really some more songs important like, to me. You know, you're like, this is my favorite one. But if I was gonna show somebody like yeah. an artist, I'd be like, start you with this one. Right. Yeah. Like I think Queen is a perfect song by him. I think it's amazing. I think mm-hmm. it's the most flamboyant song I've probably ever heard, and it's in your face, and it's the the amount of sass and attitude that he has, and that's on like, don't you know you're Queen? Like, fucking great. Like Beyonce could have sang that same song and it wouldn't have the same effect as the way that he does it um but this song is kind of perfect so it's hard not not for me to include it for me not to include jesus christ i can't talk um this is uh perfume genius is an incredible artist uh very outspokenly gay and very I'm struggling to find the right words for it. He is trying, through his lyrics, 
to get other people to be more inclusive and to bring awareness to the bullshit that he's experienced in his life as a gay man. And I think a lot of the struggles come through in the songs um, and are even kind of not when they're not relatable, you're, you're able to kind to, to you feel for it. You can empathize with him. And I think that that's an, an important part of his songwriting um, and what makes what he does uh, and his music so, so incredible and powerful. He's been around for a while. Uh, this is from his, I believe, fourth album. Yeah, fourth album, No Shape, that came out in 2017. Uh, it's the most pow- powerful song I think he's written as far as like its uh, approach to people who are casual listeners of either him or just music in general. Like, you, I think you could play this song for somebody for the first time and they'd be like, "Oh, this sounds like it could be like in a movie or something." And it, it and it's. It has that kind of appeal, which I think is the best way for people to get into what he's doing and his music, and then to kind of delve deeper into it, which I think is is important, uh, because he is one of the most talented artists, I think, out there right now. I, I love Perfume Genius. Yeah, man. he's and fantastic. He's, he's on the new Yeah, 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 yeah song. He was per- second, I heard yeah. the voice. I was like, oh my gosh. Spinning off the edge of the world, man. Uh, I, didn't even, I didn't even look. Uh, I couldn't even see that he was featured in it, and I heard the voice, and I was like, oh my god, that's Perfume Genius. Um. Yeah. So cool. All right, Dan. It's time for your number one pick. All right, number one for me. I couldn't imagine picking a, anything other. Neither could I. Than a song from this record. <laughs> um, this is from Against Me. Um, off of their 2014 album, Transgender Dysphoria Blues. Um, this song is called Paralytic States, and. This might be one of my favorite songs ever. Um, it is, it's dark lyrically. Um, the bass tone is thick as fuck. Yeah, it um, it's gotta be quadruple stack. It sounds so thick. <laughs> Especially with the very thin Telecaster lead that she is playing on this. So if you don't know about this band, um, previous to this album coming out, this record is almost entirely dealing with um, their singer, Laura Jane Grace, who had um, come out as trans a transgender woman before this record's release and wrote basically an entire album about those feelings about dealing with a life living with a person that you don't think you are and real and the the release that comes from deciding to be the person you want to be and that you are inside and outwardly expressing that for the first time in your life this record i mean i never heard a punk record that sounded more important um in my lifetime i hadn't heard one released that felt more uh, i guess like authentic and very much like a i have to sing these songs yeah i have to let people know what's in me and what i got like i have to tell everybody about this and it's insane that that far this is like their sixth album and it's their most powerful because yeah. how could it fucking not be? Like, yeah. how could they not? I mean, it's so. It's just incredible. Like, every song on here is absolutely insane um, and amazing and dark, but hopeful and really. I mean, all I can do is empathize, but like, mm-hmm. some of the songs are. The lyrics are very sad of like, you just wanting people to see you like every other girl, uh, but they just see you as a hard F. That I won't say that word, and like that's all they see because they're pieces of shit. Yeah, and like that's your life. Yeah, and like, and but like there is another side of that, which I thought was so cool, man. It's, it's nuts. It's really good. I can't. I mean, I've talked about this record on a previous episode. I can't say enough good things about it, and I think everyone should delve in it. The lyrics are amazing, um, and this song, really for me, is the part where after the second chorus. It, the lead riff goes an octave up and it just it feels like a key change it's so cool um, the backing vocals by Jimmy on here are amazing super strong uh, yeah everyone should dig into this yeah I mean there's literally nothing more punk than being different feeling different and expressing it through song yeah, and like, letting other nothing, people know yeah, it's okay to be different than that so yeah, if you if you don't fuck with it, then you don't fuck with punk. So, or and you shouldn't fuck with music in general. 
Yeah, the, Close oh, your ears. Dude, the worst thing ever is people that listen to punk rock because they like to move around and hit things. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, dude, I like this band, but like they talk a lot about political shit that I don't dig on. And you're like, how? Yeah. How? How were you raised punk and voting Republican? I don't <laughs> understand it. Like we grew up in the same scene with the same messages and the same, same values. Yeah. Yet you bought a house, had a kid, and we're like, fuck all that. Weird. Um, yeah. I see it happen. Yeah, it does. Strange. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Dave, with that, <laughs> what is your number one pick for it? A song from an LGBTQ artist. All right. Probably just as obvious uh, for me as Dan's pick was for him is... Your girl. Is my girl, Sophie. Uh, and I've chosen, just like we've never said goodbye, uh, by her. Uh, R.I.P. Sophie. R. I think it was like the first or second episode when I realized that she had passed um, last year. One of my all-time favorite artists. And uh, finally... Finally, this is the first time we're actually talking about one of her songs, which is awesome. Uh, uh, that's not true. We've talked about her involved in other songs before, but um, but yeah. So um, so now that I get to dig in, uh, or, or dive into this a little bit more deeply, so uh, she was from Scotland, um, and originally she just put out a bunch of singles, and nobody knew who the fuck it was. It was always under the name Sophie. But she never appeared in public. People were like, is this like a collective? Like, what's going on? Yeah, what's happening? When she would do interviews. Who is this elusive Sophie? Right. When she would do interviews, she would use a vocoder to disguise her voice. So that nobody could pick up on who it was. They oh, could okay. tell that it that I'm she thinking, had... I'm thinking of the one from like uh, America's Most Wanted. She'd be like, so what was up the grocery? Yeah, but right basically, yeah, but it was yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, like what, what was the like drug show where they were like they were like interviewed with people that were like making the meth. Oh yeah. But like they weren't allowed to show their face. Yeah, yeah, yeah that so kind what of was thing. for like thirty five K, thirty six K. I mean we're talking bricks on bricks on bricks. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about who comes around me. I'll lay down. <laughs> it was always oh, like those gangland It shows. was, yeah. It was, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Where it's like inside the yeah. MS-13. Yes, I was gonna. I didn't want to say it, but you <laughs> yeah. did it. Yeah. Um, so, oh, she also did. Uh, she did a boiler room DJ set and had a model that I think was also trans, like mime DJ. <laughs> that's so good. While she pretended to be the security guard before she, oh came, before God. anybody knew who it was. So like, it was definitely a big mystery. I was, I was fully in on it when I heard Bip that's for the a first fucking time. Genius, dude. Yeah, that's so I know, it's so good. I heard the song Bip and I was like, what? So weird, so different. It's like, PC Music is the label that I think often gets associated with this. Uh, AJ AG Cook is the uh, owner and creator of PC Music. Cook and Sophie combined in a collaboration uh, around the same time that this song came out to make one song called QT, just the letters QT, with an, uh, like a visual artist from the United States. Very different. They, they all make these very like digital-sounding stuff, but there has always been something about Sophie that stood out, and I think this song is a big reason why. Um, it's very... There's tension to it. There's no drums to it at any point, and it's a sad song, just like we never said goodbye. It's like about these two people who are kind of like, you know, d- falling apart. But they, there's you can feel the lyrics getting more tense as the music keeps building. But there never is that release when it kind of like has the breakdown that you would expect electronic music to normally have. And I think that like lack of the the big drop or the big break just makes it even more tense and makes you kind of like kind of like curl up a little bit and then it never releases and you're just kind of left feeling sad and ang- not angry but angsty I guess at the end of it and I think that's some of the beauty in her work it sounds like a song that could be in a Disney movie it really does like the way yeah. she is able to 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 write these melodies and the music sound so familiar and so pleasant and so accessible but it's combined with these like tense lyrics about despair and these other things that for somebody who is going through um a transformation they're probably dealing with a lot of this stuff in their life um and she was able to capture that 
perfectly music and i think she changed music in the 21st century for the better and it's a shame that we lost her so soon it really is um she was you know she got famous by working with charlie xcx right after these songs came out this came off uh, her first album as well um yeah i i don't know what else to say without bumming myself out even further. Yeah, man. Sophie's I mean, incredible. She did my favorite uh, Vince Staples record. Yes. Yeah. The Big Fish Theory. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you talked about that song with her and Flume. Uh, yeah. In that, in, Such in, a uh, futuristic yep. fucking yep. production. Was, yeah. That just, whole record's just bonkers. It's incredible. Um, she was an incredible artist and uh, passed away tragically uh, in Greece uh, trying to take a picture of the moon, which is, uh, I think, uh, very... I don't want to say ironic, um, but a poetic. There's end. there's a poetic. It, you're right. Poetic is the best way to explain it, I guess. So, all right. I don't want to get us too sad. This is a fun one, Dan. I am really, really happy we were able to talk about this. Uh, these are these are artists we both love. Like we didn't have to dig deep for this. No, not at all. This is this is stuff that we talk about. You know, we may not talk. We don't talk about artist sexuality because it's none of our business. But when we, you know, we want to highlight it, it, it's pretty easy for us to find people who are insanely talented, who we are big fans of, who are part of this community. So, um, you know, very cool. Uh, we're very good idea for you to do this during Pride Month. This is this is a great subject, and hopefully for everybody listening, this either reaffirms some artists that you've already liked or opens some some new doors for you for for artists you haven't listened to. And can hopefully get into because, yeah. uh, you know, as we said earlier, that's what this is all about. Yeah. Expose yourself to people who don't look or think like you. Maybe not expose yourself, but you know what we're saying. <laughs> no, I know what I said. Okay. Um, expose yourself. <laughs> yeah. So if you've got artists that are part of this community that you want to share with us and get us to listen to that we didn't mention in the B-size or in the episode, please, please, please share them with us. Uh, we want to learn more. Um yeah, and for this week, we're going to leave the whole B-Sides collection and everything up on the playlist. Cool. So Very it'll cool. all be there yeah. if you want to take it out. Yeah. No no reason to crop it down to just 10 songs. You can hear no, everybody no, no. that we came You're right. This is an mind. inclusive episode, so we should include everything that we can. So that's a great idea, and we'll do that. And feel free to, feel free to share with us what you thought of the episode, what you thought of our selections, and also the, the artists and songs that, that you think we would be into. And, uh, you know, it's been a while, so it's time for me to remind you again, like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so that you're kept up to date for everything when it's released. Uh, hopefully there's no more. Yeah, for when we get the bubonic plague uh, and for the we have to second regularly time. Yeah, you know. release episodes again. And it's summer. We both got vacations and stuff. So, you know, we're going to do our best to do this every week because that's what we want. We love doing this and we want that to be consistent and available for everybody. But uh but pandemics happen. You know, there's nothing you can do about yeah. that. Yeah. Turns out you can be touched by a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not invincible. We're not machines. No, not yet. At least Dan, tell everyone where they can find us. All right. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram under at D and D music factory. That's the letter D the letter N and the letter D again, followed by music factory. Uh, you can find me personally at, at lukewarm Steve Austin on Instagram and D 